Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Patriots Daily is brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. Why do you ask me a question right before, I, right when I press live? Um, because I didn't remember before, but now I did. <laughs> no, it's all good. We're here. Patriots Daily NFL Trade Deadline Show. You know, NFL Trade Deadline for most teams in the NFL. For the Patriots, it's just another Tuesday um, where we are speeding towards the 4 p.m. deadline and all signs point to nothing happening. But you know what? It's easy to say, dude, what are they doing? And I will say that a few times, Um, but it's also um, hard to make deals. And sometimes it's just, yeah, I'm not just gonna throw this guy away. So, you know, it is what it is. I have Phil Perry, one of our pals over at NBC. Uh, Sources anticipate quiet deadline for the Patriots. I think, you know, there's a lot of safety (laughs) putting this report out now. We're pretty far down the road, not, not, not nothing against Phil, but I mean, I think he's right. It's it's quiet. It's quiet. Um, but quiet sometimes means, um, like, you know, Patriots are pretty tight-lipped about stuff. Uh, and I think, realistically, you would only hear about something, Taylor, right before it happened. Um, and uh, that would be that. So, again, we will see some stuff trickles out after 4. We're going to take you through 4 o'clock and maybe a little bit after uh, and just kind of talk about what's going on here. Uh, but in the let's let me just get your thought, and we'll run through some of the other deals that have been already kind of gone down today that are interesting. It'll also help us understand a little bit of the market regarding some of the Patriots players who could potentially be traded or have been linked to potential trades. But uh, you know, what's your gut here at this point? Uh, what do you think is going to happen? What would you like to see happen if they were to do anything? What do you um, want to see them I- do at this point? Yeah, I'd like to see them get something for Uche just because, one, like there hasn't been a lot of production there since Matthew Judon went down. And even if he, you know, bounces back and has a good season, then I think the best case scenario is, oh, actually, I was going to say maybe you get a compensatory pick if someone um, is able to sign him to a good deal. But at the same time, I spoke to Brad Spielberger. If you haven't seen that episode of Pat's Daily, make sure to check that out. But he acknowledged the fact that the compensation formula isn't going to work in New England's favor because they have a ton of money to spend this offseason. So they're not really going to get any compensatory picks. So there's a chance that Josh Uche ends up leaving for nothing. And it's highly unlikely. Well, I wouldn't say highly unlikely they re-sign him. If he bounces back, um, Spielberger also mentioned that the market for edge rushers especially when you're a designated pass rusher like Josh Uche is depreciating because there's a ton of really good pass rushers. Like you saw Byron Young. I think I loved him in the draft. I think, let me see what he was picked. I know he was like a more of a mid round guy. I think it was a third round pick. Let me just make sure real quick. Um, yeah. Third pick. Uh, he's one of the most productive edge rushers in the NFL right now in terms of pass rushing. So, you know, Maybe they re-sign Josh Uche if they don't find a trade partner, but you'd like to get some kind of compensation for him uh, considering, you know, he's starting to fall off. Other than that, we talked about it. There's not a lot of other players on the roster who are really worthy of being traded anyway. Like the commanders were in the driver's seat because they had players in Montez Sweat and Chase Young 
who people actually wanted, you know, who could actually make a difference for, you know, a good team in the 49ers and maybe a rebuilding team uh, in the Bears who just are looking for a guy they could, I can't even say they got him at a reasonable price. They got him for a second round pick, which I think they kind of got fleeced a little bit there. Bears um, like, but yeah, Bears I don't like really know who else is going to go. Right? Yeah, I guess so. Absolutely wild. Uh, but also the fact that Sweat and Chase Young kind of set the standard for what the market looks like. Again, I think Sweat was second round pick was pretty rich. Chase Young went for a third. A high a second round, round pick. pick. He's going to get a high second round pick. Yeah. And this is a low pick. third round pick. It's almost a two round difference mm-hmm. between these guys. You're talking about pick yep. number 35 versus, you know, uh, you know, a pick that's going to be in the 80s. It's a big difference mm-hmm. here uh, in, in terms of the price yeah. tag. Don't let the second and third fool you. This is almost a two round difference uh, in, in, in what these players were acquired for. And I think Chicago fans who might have been excited for a few minutes that they got them trying to talk themselves into the sticker price. Then they see this deal and are like, uh, okay. Yeah. And you look at Chase Young, like that's a former defensive rookie of the year, had a couple disappointing seasons due to injury. Who else had some disappointing seasons due to injury? Josh Uche, but Chase Young, I think he's played the 13th most snaps this season among edge defenders. Josh Uche, he's played more when Judon went down. They tried to give him every down opportunities, but he hasn't looked great in those. Really. I think if a team is going to go get him, their idea is he's only going to play on pass rushing downs or in third down situations like that. So you're not going to get what the commanders got for Chase Young. So you're probably looking at more like a fourth round pick, maybe well, even a fifth. And then it's debatable. It's like, okay, is it even worth getting rid of Uche for that? So but it's it's kind of Here's a tough the thing, situation. though. When you look at the players on paper, you know, and the name recognition of someone like, um, you know, Chase Young and Sweat here, it's bigger. Um, I always thought Uche was maybe a fourth round pick. And here's why I still don't think it's ridiculous. Um, it's because uh, those guys are big names, you know, and, and in the case of Young underperforming. Uh, in, in the case of uh, Josh Uche, this is a player who, by all accounts, has outstanding pass rushing metrics when he's on the field. But the Patriots have, as they often do to a lot of talented players, turned them into situational players. What are you looking around? I saw a bubble. I don't know. I, I don't know if I've seen that before. That's cool. Sorry, my ADHD. <laughs> did you not see the bubble on your face? It was a little thumbs up bubble. Okay, maybe somebody did that. That's fine. Uh, Thank but you. my Sorry. thought <laughs> is that uh, is exactly that is people might value him more than uh, people realize uh, here because he does have those outstanding metrics and he's the type of guy that's like. I think the Pats are misusing him, and I think he could be somebody who's really good for us. And now, if you were waiting out uh, the market and you watched other people pay a premium price for these other guys, you may decide uh, that, I don't know, fourth seems pretty reasonable if I can improve my pass rush here, uh, and it's not you know, it's not really going to hurt me on the back end. So I would still think this is in play. And again, the, the point you made is the key point. The Patriots are going to spend so much money this offseason that they're not going to get a compensatory pick for anybody. That's how it works. I do think some people don't have that right. A lot of you obviously understand this, but some people I've seen reacting don't have it right. I've seen a lot of reaction things like on Twitter, like, why would you trade them? Just take the comp pick. You're not getting a comp pick because you're going to spend way too much money in free agency. You're getting zero, zero compensatory picks. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a mathematical certainty. So at this point, it really comes down to philosophically, Taylor, are you going to try to re-sign any of these players? Like this is, this is what it comes down to. 
Mm. Have they decided this is a lost season and they're building towards the future? Or are they still going to just play it? Is is Bill going to play it one week at a time? Did Robert Kraft get involved in this at all? Did, you know, was there any discussions had beforehand, which is, hey, look, I really want to see what we can do to build. I'm not super concerned about what happens this year. Because if you're just trying to win every single week, Trading Uche and trading these guys for lower picks, if you were to trade Zeke, whose name came up as well, that hurts you today. But if you have no, if these people are not part of your future plans, the future is now. It has begun. There's no next year. It's now. There is no present for this team. So everything is about the future. If you really care about the welfare of the team, I would think you do something if you can. What we don't know behind the scenes, Taylor, is if there's literally zero interest. And this is the problem with being a <laughs> low-talent team. <laughs> you don't have these sexy pieces to trade. So, I mean, Bourne might have yeah. been it. If Uche is the best player you could potentially trade, he's a situational pass rusher currently nursing an injury, you don't have a lot to give. So I think what's going to happen is people are going to get mad when nothing happens. Uh, I might be one of them. But more annoyed, more like wondering, was there something there they could have had and did they not do it because Bill's like, nope, not a fair deal. I'm going to keep him. I'd rather have the player. Yeah, so I'll touch on the Uche thing first because I also think that acquiring him is still a projection. He had half a season of fantastic pass rush production. Elite pass rush production for half of a season. All right, this is his fourth season. He had a pretty good game against Lane Johnson and Jordan Mailata in the first week. Wasn't super productive after that even. Like even before Matt Judon went down, it wasn't like he was putting up crazy stats. I remember I was waiting for a few weeks before I like made it a storyline or anything like that. But he was not as productive as you expected relative to what his role was. They tried to get him more involved in early down, see if he could grow. That didn't happen. And then he's missed two games with a foot and ankle injury. All right. Yeah. Might have been a toe injury or something like that, but it's, it's lower body injury. I can get you a toe. toe. So if you're, (laughs) but if you're a team that's trading for him, what are you going to take the excuse that, Oh, we've just been preserving his health. If somebody wants him, no, you're going to think, ah, I'm going to call BS on that. I think that his injury was maybe more significant than you're leading me to believe. And that he missed the last two weeks because of it. So not only is his production down, but he's also banged up. So, yeah, I don't think you're getting more than the fourth because I think anybody getting him is kind of taking a chance. I was happy with a fourth. Going back to what he – but I'm saying, like, that's – you're not probably going to get more than that. And then moving on from there, I got the uh, depth chart up now. I just got uh, another screen, so I have three screens. I'm drunk with power. It's incredible. Yeah, there's nothing you oh, can do I'm right looking now. at my yeah. screen right – it's awesome. I'm so excited. But I'm looking right now. So like you said, Kendrick Bourne was probably in that category of guys who could be sold. That's out of the question. Hopefully he gets extended instead, like we've seen with Raekwon McMillan. Uh, Kyle Duggar having a down season is at a position that doesn't have a lot of value uh, for most teams. The Patriots are one of the few teams that value safeties as, you know, the reliable chess pieces you can move all over the board because they know how to use them so you probably weren't going to get much for him either because of the position value and because he hasn't been playing great I mean even last week or uh, a few days ago whatever he had the sack and he had the interception I would call those more opportunistic than oh wow Kyle Duggar's back like once I actually looked at the film and got to see what was going on elsewhere so no, my favorite you know, Duggar that's play one was piece the stick the at the goal line um where Oh, yeah. And that was pretty oh, cool. That was God. pretty cool. But that's also – that's not one where you're trying to acquire him and you're like, oh, my God, that's what we need. Like a guy who can stop a tackle at the goal line. Um, so, yeah, looking through some other potential options, like your entire – Mike and Wenu um, is someone they could deal. But, again, he's been battling injury. He's also not what most teams like at guard in the current NFL. Most teams are looking for a guard who can block outside zone. 
where you have the explosive athleticism and the mobility to get out in front of defensive linemen and be able to cut them off um, and then, you know, be able to block that outside zone kind of play. And when he's not that kind of guy, he's more of a downhill presence, although he is a great pass blocker. I'm hoping the Patriots will find some way to re-sign him to like a guard contract with tackle incentives um, if he ends up playing there. But I don't know how many teams are really going to give you a great pick for Enwenu either, especially because, again, he's been hurt. So not only did with the state of not O-line have a lot of players league, to begin with, but the injuries. state of O-line right. playing this league, I'd be falling over myself for Enwenu right now if I, if I were some teams. I really would. I know there's question marks there too, but I mean – if, if you have somebody you think can fill in in multiple spots or slide in at an injured guard or tackle spot right now, uh, I would, I would you know. But you're right. It's, again. All, the Patriots need that, too. The Patriots have some of the worst so offensive lines. Everything has question right marks now, so. to it. What I was saying here is this. You're kind of – you got to decide, you know, and this is a good question. We'll get back to this one, too. And feel free to fire away some of these questions, the, mm-hmm. the keepers. Uh, I'll, I'll, follow, I'll follow back with this one in a minute. But my thought is this. You either commit – so I've seen a bit of this. You can't trade such and such because, you know, they'll be really thin here. Or in the example of Mac Jones, which has been discussed, uh, and, the, and the, the reporting on Mac Jones is that uh, nobody's nobody's calling, which is pretty sad that you would think someone might. Shocked. I'm shocked. I know, but still, <laughs> considering the, you know, the state of play here, and I know Minnesota was thrown out as a hypothetical. There was no real smoke there um, tying them together in any real way. But you would think that, you know, that wouldn't be possible. But then I see things like, well, they don't like Zappi. And my counter to that is, who cares? Like, if you've decided Mac's not your guy and you want to position yourself to draft a quarterback next year or you're fine grabbing Taylor Heineke or whomever in free agency because you think Mac is a replacement-level quarterback to begin with and it makes no difference to you at all whether he's here, you don't plan on picking up a 50-year option and he's a toast, who cares about the rest of this season? It actually helps you get closer to your goal if you do have to hand the reins over to Bailey Zappi the rest of the year. I understand there's morale issues. I understand, you know, nobody wants to throw in a towel like that in such a, you know, clear way. But who cares who replaces Zeke or who replaces uh, Mac or who replaces Duggar or whomever? It doesn't matter. What do you got? I've got a report. Uh, Albert Breer just reported the Patriots listen, but are hanging on to young contract year guys, Josh Uche, Kyle Duggar, and Mike Nwenu. Also, I'm told they never got any calls on QB, Mac Jones, or running back Zeke Elliott. So that was a lie. <laughs> um, Jordan Schultz is great, though. I'm sure like people hear different things, whatever. But, you know, there you go. And, uh, and Look, yeah, to your point of it, uh, unless uh, I the 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 never calls that doesn't mean anybody's wrong. I just want to clarify that unless one reporter talked to every single person on the planet. They can't tell you that the other the person the other reporter talked to uh, didn't have something themselves there too. So, um, but yeah. the holding on to the contract year guys uh, is interesting um, because that's who you thought was most likely to be traded. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action NFL. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including you got spreads, you got your player props, you got over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and kick off the NFL season. 
FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Massachusetts. Hope is here. First online real money wager only. $5 pregame money line wager required. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling helpline ma.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. Uh, so I'll ask you this question. Why? Why Why would why, why? do this by choice? Uh, well, by choice, I think it probably is just that they aren't getting the kind of compensation they want for those guys. I think it's just the bottom line. Like, I don't think you would get rid of Josh Uche, Kyle Duggar, or Mike Inwinu for a fit. That doesn't help you. And more than anything... You know, you, you brought up the hypotheticals of, you know, Zappy, get rid of Mac, and it brings closer to your goal. Bill Belichick's goal is never going to be to put the team in a position to lose. It doesn't matter what the record is. And that's just the reality. We can disagree. And that's, you know, that's what this is about is for us to give our sure. opinions. But at the end of the day, if you're asking me why they're not going to move on from them, it's because Bill isn't going to concede but, and say the season is lost and we're not really trying. And I think that getting rid of those guys, if you're not getting good compensation, is 100% sending a bad message to your team when morale is So those shit. are two different things. Okay. I agree with you. I agree with you on the compensation if you're getting nothing nothing but again mm. a fifth is not nothing as far as i'm concerned honestly um but if you're getting nothing sixth and a swap for a sixth and seventh literally nothing i understand it uh that's one thing i don't understand bill doesn't do that and he's not gonna because this is where i believe robert Kraft had to step in and say no no don't don't do that like it, I, the wins and losses don't matter. I want you to get whatever you can for whatever we can get in the future. And why does it matter? Because the Patriots next year have, I believe, their own first, their own second, their own third, their own fourth, their own fifth, and maybe two sixth round picks or something to that effect. That makes it that makes it really hard. Yes, it's a first, their own first, second, third, fourth, fifth, two sixths. That's what they have. That makes it hard for them to do their favorite thing in the world, which is to move around the draft board using picks. And the only way that they can do that, and this is what scares the crap out of me, is by moving back in in a round. So once again, what's going to happen? To to stockpile enough picks to potentially move up later so you can grab your your hybrid safety linebackers that play 10 snaps a game in the third round and move around the board so you can get that guy, you're going to pass on blue chip talent, trade down in the first round twice to acquire more fourth and third rounders so you can move up and draft kickers and punters and whatever. And if that's what we have all over again, yes, Taylor, I expected an eye roll and I don't care. This is my, this is my, this is, it's fine. This is the only thing I'm here to rant about. The only thing. <laughs> Then someone needed to tackle Belichick. This needed to be <laughs> like, you know, uh, Crimson Tide where Denzel, you know, pulls some obscure rule out of the code book and takes the submarine away from Gene Hackman. Like, you are not pushing us to the brink, my man. You're not doing it. Like, this, uh, we are going to do something now. We're not going to do the thing that you want to do. True, but okay, so let's like <clears throat> break it down by each player. 
So Josh Uche is someone who I advocated for as someone I wanted to see traded just because, you know, what we've already discussed. He's not going to get you anything if you let him walk in the compensatory pick formula. And I don't disagree with, don't know I how don't much disagree with t- this as well. I don't. Di- you have to field the team. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, yes, no. Yes, yes. I, I, Especially you have to field the team so you don't give people away because you have to replace them. I totally agree with that. All I mean is if you know you're not going to pay – Josh Uche is going to make money because pass rushers make money. He's going to make more money than you want to pay him because you're not you're not willing to play him. You're not resigning. That's not a guarantee. That's not a guarantee I don't think because if Brad Spielberg is saying it that I respect it. He's saying that the market for those kind of guys is going to be depreciated this offseason. Yes. So maybe they're also but looking they, ahead and what, saying we not, might not be, have to pay that much. It doesn't. He doesn't want. have value to you, Taylor, because you don't play him now. That's the point. Is like you're cur- they were no. That's not true. That's and, not true. And, and were, he's missed two games. They were playing him a lot before that. So that's not true. They Ezekiel were Elliott is is uh, is I mean is 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 a one year rental. If anybody wanted anything for him, trade it. Of course you do. That, that's a I don't care about it. anything that has a chance of sticking next year and beyond. Yes, I agree. You get fifth round or lower, and you're like that's not enough. I'm holding on to it on the off chance I can sign Josh Uche because I can't replace Josh Uche with a fifth rounder. Fifth rounders don't make the league ma- most most like most of the time. That's fair. That's fair. Unless it's unless it's the Patriots, right? Um, but yeah, okay. So Josh Uche, I like I said, I thought he should be moved, but if they don't, you know, it is what it is. They probably couldn't get what they wanted. Kyle Duggar, I think, is a foundational piece. Like I think in the front, you've got you know, Christian Barmore as your guy who, like, yes, he's foundational building block. We want to expand around him as a young guy. Uh, the second level, you got Bentley. Obviously, I think Jelani Tavai is becoming one of those guys. Like tweeted about him, he's been fantastic. Secondary, you got Gonzalez and the Joneses, you know, depending on how they come along. And then on the back end, Jabril Peppers has been great, but Kyle Duggar has been one of the glue guys. Like, he's the only one who's playing, like, virtually every single snap for them. So I think he's someone, and Belichick has a ton of respect for him. He had the green dot, um, as people have been talking about, when Javon Bentley went down. Like, he's a very important part of your defense, and Belichick's not going to give away people who are vital to Maybe not their success, but vital to them being competitive on a weekly basis. I think Kyle Duggar's in that category. I think he's somebody that you continue to build around. And unless somebody was like, hey, I'll give you like a high third or, you know, something in that area, I don't think he should have been moved. Mike and Wenu is maybe your best offensive lineman. It's him and Trent Brown. And then it's like a sizable gap to David Andrews. So not only that, he's also been the only person who's played well at right tackle. And I don't think Belichick wants to put Connor McDermott out there. And although I think he is solid, and if they were desperate, then yeah, he'd probably been their best option. But we already see how bad it gets and just how unwatchable they were at times with Vidarian Lowe and Calvin Anderson out there. So I think he's another how guy. Unwatchable unless they got all running really it, really how play. unwatchable will they be running it back next year? <sighs> you know what I mean? It's like, well, that, I mean, look, you ha- <laughs> we have a long, I think, I, I do think they have enough, like they don't have one of the better rosters in the league, hundred percent, but I do think that they have enough foundational pieces where if you get three key players, like a receiver, if you bring Mike and one back, which is still not a given, I think he lessens the need for you to have to get a great tackle. Trent Brown is also a free agent. Like there's so many dominoes here. But I just – I don't think that – other than Zeke, I, I wouldn't have hated them moving on from Zeke. It just would have scared me in terms of the fact that Ramondre Stevenson would have had no real backup. And I don't want them to just freaking run him into the ground like they did last season because that's just – one, it's unfair. 
And two, I just think there's already precedent for it. You don't want to follow that. Um, but unless they were going to get like a fourth, maybe a fifth, like well, they're probably getting offers for like a sixth or seventh round pick because it's not like he's blowing up or doing anything. Like Patriots fans are willing to move on from him because he hasn't been playing great. So it's not like a team's going to offer you more than probably a very, very late round pick. Um, so really, I think that's just the bottom line here is that they weren't getting very good offers for the players that were good enough to even be considered trade candidates. And I also think that a lot of the free agents they have outside of maybe Josh Uche are guys that they should try to hold on to. So that's just that's just my take on it. Yeah, I, I, and I, I, that's where we'll go back and uh, around. I know that one side, and I'm not going to say like, you know, the spin from the Patriots side, but the, the very real side is the didn't get anything in return. The mm-hmm. other side is, yeah, plenty of plenty of stuff offered. Just Bill just chose not to do it. That's what's going to be hard. Um, to to stomach for Patriots fans. If you did find out um, there were deals to be made, ones that would not have impacted you greatly this year or in the future. But again, just an indictment on the, uh, on the, uh, on the, on the state of the roster. And we are now two minutes away from the NFL trade deadline uh, coming up right here. Do we want to acknowledge the, do we want to acknowledge the Pierre strong uh, comment? Uh, Yeah, you can. I mean, what I I put that up there only because, um, um, that was a weird one in the sense that, uh, you know, you didn't have very many running backs and he gave up and he seems competent. And now we're talking about, well, you can't trade Zeke. You won't have a second guy. You gave up on a guy in, in the second, a draft pick after one year. I found that, I found that bizarre at the time, even though he was underperforming, but you've obviously got an opinion on it. I mean, yeah, I, I, nothing, anything crazy, <laughs> nothing crazy. Um, but yeah, we saw Pierre Strong. They were trying to turn him into an inside runner, which I think maybe it's been a reflection of we know that you can run outside. Do you have the discipline to do this between the tackles? And he couldn't. And then the idea was, oh, maybe he'll be receiving back. Like that was what my expectation was. But they were giving J.J. Taylor all of those opportunities. So either he wasn't showing them enough. They didn't trust him. Whatever the case was, Pierre Strong wasn't really filling the role that you expected him to have. I still think it was bizarre to give up on him so quickly. Um, I think that's very fair to question. But also, I don't know how we were already panicky about the tackle position on the outside. I can't imagine how they felt on the inside, especially knowing what we know now. And although it didn't work out with Tyrone Wheatley, I think that was more a case of them trying to get a couple options at tackle and see what stuck to the wall. Uh, I wouldn't say Vidarian Lowe stuck exactly, but clearly they maybe didn't like what they were seeing from Wheatley in practice. So it didn't work out. And it was kind of bizarre at the time, but they were also in a really desperate position needing offensive tackles because of injuries. I don't think it was just because they didn't sign a big name free agent, because if that free agent had gone down and they had all the tackle situation they still had, they would have had to trade for somebody still. So um, I I 100 percent agree that it was an odd move and maybe not the best, especially in hindsight. But that was also just a very I think we can underscore how bad the situation was leading up to uh, the cut deadline. Okay, well, it is past. NFL trade deadline has come and gone. It is 4 o'clock. Obviously, deals can still roll in, and oftentimes they do. But by all accounts, the Patriots are putting their hands in their pockets and walking away. They're going to roll with what they have for the rest of the year. Um, And I guess try to keep winning games. And again, uh, Taylor, I I get it. No story is told until you kind of get all the way down the road here uh, to see where they are. If you are able to bring back Duggar, sign Uche or uh, or uh, on Wenu, or maybe you tag on Wenu as a guard. I don't know. Uh, and you, you keep them around. OK, you can argue they, they helped themselves because they were able to keep quality players at reasonable prices next year. 
those guys all walk for nothing. I don't care if somebody offered you a slice of pizza. Uh, you should have done something. You know, only they know. Yeah, that's fair. That's totally yeah. fair. Only mm-hmm. so again, the stories aren't always told right. You know, here and now, if their plan is just to nickel and dime and lowball everybody, and they have a good idea what the Duggar market is, and a good idea that they're not going to go anywhere near it, and all they're saying is, "Well, who knows? Maybe he doesn't sign for a lot," and then he just walks. Then this was stupid. Um, you know, it really was because again you know, uh, this season doesn't matter. And I think that that's kind of, you know, we either figure that out or we don't, uh, you know, and that, third, what is it? Second wasted season in a row. That's rough, man. That's rough. Yeah. Well, it is. I mean, it, it, it is. And it's frustrating because, you know, you see teams do stuff. I mean, you saw Washington decide we're building. They gave away a couple of pieces, you know, and a, good pieces that's again that's the thing these were good pieces that clearly they didn't have any intention of keeping around and even Belichick said this or was it today or yesterday I think it was yesterday um he was like yeah I want to keep Duggar he wouldn't get into contract talks but clearly Duggar's a guy that they really like and I think in one who's in that category as well um I'm sure they're I'm not going to say I'm sure actually no I, I don't know what the Patriots are thinking when it comes to signing their homegrown re-signing their homegrown talent in recent history but uh I just I think there are different situations where, again, the commanders had high quality players who were former high picks. The Patriots don't even have a lot of high picks that have worked out. So they were already in a tough position. When it was a sixth, seventh round pick, uh, Kyle Duggar, obviously a high pick. Uh, Josh Uche was a day two guy. So it's just I think they're just different situations. They are different situations. And again, nothing here is surprising. And I'm not mad. I'm just, I don't know. I don't know if there was something out there to be had. And if there was, uh, and you passed, it's annoyed. We also want to tell you about LinkedIn Talent Solutions here. Uh, These days, every new potential hire can feel like high stakes wager for your small business. We've got a small business, Taylor, growing every day, but small still. You want to be 100% certain you have access to the best qualified candidates like Taylor. uh, And that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. Um, LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team fast and free. Um, And we have used this quite a bit and we have uh, found a lot of really good talent by uh, using this uh, LinkedIn talent solutions here. uh, And it really is our primary kind of go-to every time we have an opening here at CLNS Media. Uh, And we just actually filled quite a few openings through uh, LinkedIn. So, um, you know, I think we onboarded three people uh, last week, Taylor. We did. We did. Family getting bigger. Family is growing. So it's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one delivering quality. Um, So all you have to do is uh, post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash beat and Patriots beat, which Taylor Kyles is on, on the Patriots beat. Um, LinkedIn.com slash beat, post your job for free terms and conditions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, I could do the five players that I'd like them to keep. Why don't you tell us? Kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, let's look at their current roster depth chart. I'd say number one, I guess, I don't know if it counts, Kendrick Bourne I'd like to extend. 
given this situation. I, I think that's most likely. I don't think he's going to hit the open market. He's going to be recovering from his ACL going into next year's offseason program. But in terms of you want some level of continuity, and he's by far your best receiver. So I think keeping him around is pretty important. Uh, on the offensive line, I've already said I want to keep on Wenu. See, a lot of my strategy for how to keep the team together next season is around whether or not David Andrews is here. If David Andrews isn't here, I would love to see them bump Cole Strange to center, which I think is his most natural NFL position. City so at guard, and then Mike and Winnie at guard. If Antonio Mafia doesn't work out, if he works out and you have trust in him and that he's going to be someone who contributes next season, you keep on Winnie at tackle, which is why I said earlier I'd like to see them give him a contract where it's structured as you're one of the higher paid guards, but if you play tackle, we're going to pay you accordingly and, you know, give you the opportunity to not get screwed because we're not using you the way your contract is explicitly stated. Outside of that, let's look through here. Anthony Jennings, kind of not like he's going to be a huge impact player for you necessarily because he's not a great pass rusher, but I think he's a really, really good run defender. Um, And I think that's got some value. You know, the Patriots love their role players who just do something very well. I think he's one of those guys. Um, And then Kyle Duggar, like I mentioned, he's one of their major communicators having a down season because they're playing him a lot more on the deep end because Jalen Mills is your obvious passing down tight end eraser, which is where you saw Duggar kind of spend a lot of his time. Whatever the reason is for them, for his decline, he said it wasn't really a mental thing, but that he wants to be doing better. You hope that he'll make that improvement. But if he doesn't, then it's almost a guarantee he's going to resign because he's not going to fetch or ask for a whole lot of money. Um, Let's see who else here might be a free agent. I'd like to keep Jalen Mills, but realistically, I don't think that uh, he's going to come back after the way. Although they are using him a bit more, to be fair. Um, let's see who else. Miles Bryant, he'll be cheap. Uh, feels like the kind of guy who's going to be a Patriot for 10 years. Always gets crap from fans, but I think that he is you know, one of their closer to being a glue guy. He's the only corner who hasn't missed time. That's pretty significant. I'm going over five, but whatever. I'm just going through the list of free agents. We got time. Uh, Hunter Henry, Mike Kosicki, and Larry. Not gonna lie, I zoned out a long time ago. It's okay. I'm just going. No, this it's is for, for the, the fans. It's, it's not, not for you, me. John. It's for the yeah. It's not for Miles Bryant. Miles Bryant is fine. Leave him alone. Watch the tape. I'm just kidding. That's obnoxious. Uh, I think the tight ends. I think they could all probably be resigned to pretty cheap contracts. So I'd probably just do that if somebody gets big into britches and wants more money, then you can let him walk. Zeke, if he's cheap, bring him back. Uh, let's see, Mac Wilson. He's cheap. Bring him back. He was already cheap. He's probably going to be cheap. Ty Montgomery. I don't know what they're doing with him. To be very honest, if we're like, at the Ty Montgomery be the portion first. of this keepers segment, I think we I think we should move on. Okay. I was just going through the okay. list. It's an alphabetical uh, no, order. I, I, just think, I think I think we got to be more selective here. Okay. All right. Well, let's just kind of read that. But that was the last one I was going to say anyway. But I I was just I I saw that and it kind of went off of my head because. No, I mentioned this. So the running back discussion, like yesterday, there were two or three times where I saw Ramondre Stevenson where Mac expected him to win, and he just is that big guy who doesn't have the explosiveness to actually do that. I thought Ty Montgomery would be closer to that, and they just don't use him for anything. I thought that was weird. But all right, I'm done. I'm done. I've gone through my list. You can go back and watch it. I'll uh, I'll leave Okay, yeah, just roll back that segment. It's about the 30-minute mark. Taylor gave his 55 players the Patriots need to keep. Uh, segment right there. I was having fun. <laughs> I was having fun. And it's all about fun. It's Halloween, people. It's all about fun. Okay? I keep forgetting. I keep forgetting. I know. I got to. Sh- shit's about to get real in my house. So, um, 
My uh, my girlfriend said that she's going to make a spook cooterie board, which is apparently spooky snacks. Charcuterie. I've That's never fun. heard of that in my life. She loves Halloween, so yeah. Big day in this house, even though I can't remember it for the life yeah, of me. Yeah, it's, um, we're going to, uh, we got to, you know, we, we're... <laughs> You're like, what the hell do I do with that? a lot of kids here. No, it's, there's a lot going on here. Um, so uh, no Patriots got close. This is for me and Rappaport. And again, trade talks. Didn't get close. And again, uh, a couple of things we're seeing, I think Breer had put out there as well. Underlying theme was here. There were a lot of teams who were packed tightly, close, still kind of in it, technically in it, didn't necessarily want to sell. Um, and nobody wanted to give away uh, draft capital. So I think some teams were just kind of happy to stick it out and see what happens, but didn't want to um, pay too much or, um, you know, or, or do a sell off when they're technically still in contention. That kind of, Makes me think the Patriots, who clearly are not in contention, have the fewest wins in the entire AFC, um, would seem like not that team. And that's what I find strange is they are among the few basement dwellers that absolutely have, you know, really no realistic chance of getting back into the conversation. So that's what makes it more surprising there that there wasn't a nibble or two. And there wasn't enough competition for even some of the, you know, those things we mentioned um, to be able to get them something decent in return it only takes one dumb team uh to 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 overpay for something if they feel that they really need it or a team that feels that they're on the edge and this is the only thing that they're missing again what are you laughing about i don't know man i'm just having fun punchy i love listening to you talk <laughs> feeling punchy yeah, i guess <laughs> very yeah. punchy i don't even think I'm, i don't even know what that means uh, i'm trying to see if there's any news or anything Nothing yet. They got the list. Well, the Patriots did technically trade for J.C. Jackson, so they have at least made a trade this season. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're on the list. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, not enough buyers and not enough people willing to sell uh, high, and that was part of the problem. So, uh, you know, as we continue on, and we will, like I said, we're going to wait out a little bit um, because we want to see should anything come up later. But uh, So uh, here we are. Uh, Post deadline, um, the uh, Patriots do host the Commanders, who now uh, have made Mac Jones a lot safer. Um, which <laughs> so <laughs> happiest person today, definitely Mac. One for not, you know, for not having to go through the indignity of being traded for a sixth, seventh round pick swap. Uh, and number two, because uh, uh, he's not going to have people on his ass this Sunday when they play the Commanders, who. Uh, went into tank mode. That's not great for the Patriots and Patriots fans who want them to be tanking now too. Um, you just got another tanky team getting even tankier than you did, uh, and they're coming in here this weekend. Tank, tank, got tank, tank, tanky. Tank. Tanks. Uh, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah. Well, I know Trent Brown's also going to be a happy guy because poor dude, man, his leg is busted up he was limping through the locker room had a massive wraps like he's a big guy but even for his size there was a massive ice and um you know things around his legs so not having to deal with those guys is going to be a big little boost for him but it's a this is just such a weird point in the season where they're probably going to win a few more games just because this is the soft underbelly of their schedule then it kind of ramps up because they got more division games and the chiefs later on in the year but um I feel like I feel like fans are going to be really awkwardly disappointed for the next uh, few weeks because you want to see losses. You want to see them actually increase their draft capital and move up and or move up, stay where they are, because they're currently the worst team in the AFC. 
But whether you like it or not, they're probably going to rip off a few wins. So I don't know if you enjoy the entertainment, if you're going to be mad. Either way, you can hate watch, you can happy watch. But, uh, yeah, they <laughs> I guess they unfortunately might get a win this Well, week. I mean, right now they're Losing sitting – Right off. now they're sitting fifth um, at the uh, in the draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, I mean, and the schedule gets easier. So, again, I don't believe eh, – this is kind of – this is where it comes down is – you know, you don't want to say that dirty word. You don't want, you know, to be the the owner who gets accused of, you know, telling your coach it's an ultimatum. You got to lose and incentivizing them to lose games. They're going to play the games that are out there. They're also just not going to allow themselves to lose, you know, enough games to end up in that top three, four, five slot position. So, again, top 10 pick, certainly I think the Patriots might be bad enough where, you know, five, six wins and they'll end up somewhere in that range. That's not going to get you a, that's not going to get you one of the top two quarterbacks. It's not going to get you Marvin Harrison Jr. It's going to get, it's going to get you a number two. It's going to get you the second or third best receiver or a tackle, which is also a great area of need. But, but, say, if, yeah, but if everyone's got their eyes on the prize with a, let's get a new quarterback next year, I don't think the Patriots are going to be in that position too. I don't either. I was going to ask you, how would you feel? So they didn't lose to the Dolphins. I don't think anybody, if they had beaten the Dolphins, I don't Angry think anybody Taylor, would have expected to beat the Chiefs. I'll tell you right now. No, but I'm okay. How would you feel if, considering we thought they might beat the Dolphins, but weren't going to beat the Chiefs? What happens if they win the next few games, like they win in LA, they win uh, Pittsburgh when those games come up, and they pull off an upset against KC? Would you be more or less optimistic? Because basically, it'd be the same thing, just at different times. I don't think I'm – I don't – it's the whole point is, like, I'm not going to re- overreact to a win like the Bills any more than um, a loss to the Raiders. Like, you know, it's mm-hmm. – because the Raiders are the one of the worst things I've ever seen, period, you know? Uh, <laughs> I, you know? I mean, and the, Bills, the, and the Bills destroyed Miami. You know, So, like, you know, I think my opinion on what the Patriots are hasn't changed much since the preseason, which is talent mm-hmm. deficient – Possibly if they played a professional brand of football, Mac Jones elevated his game, they could have been competitive, but I never thought they had a chance of entering kind of the elite conversation. I thought the playoffs were a pipe dream, but I thought anywhere between seven and nine wins was within the realm of possibility if things went right and if they upped their overall game and kind of played, um, you know, a more professional brand of football. They got hit with injuries. And it's much sloppier than we thought. And the Bill O'Brien factor hasn't come into play nearly as big as many people projected that it might. So I think they actually went backwards a little bit from what I expected. My expectations were pretty low. My preseason prediction was a five-win team, oh, yeah, maybe six. And I think that I think they might settle in there. You know, I think six wins seems about right. Yeah. And it stinks because this is a wide open AFC where if they were just more competitive, they actually might have had a shot to sneak into the playoffs or something like that. Possible. And also, like when I looked and when I looked at the film from the Dolphins game, it really wasn't like, oh, they like they had no shot at winning this game. Like you give up two explosive touchdowns, both on busted coverages. So if those don't happen, you don't even know. Maybe there maybe there's no points. Maybe they're field goals. And then there were also like two or three other times where Mac missed either explosive plays or touchdowns. So. I guess it's if you're not making the plays, then yes, I guess you are technically talent deficient. But it sucks because there's opportunities to be in these games. It's not like, you know, the, the Cowboys, they got blown out 100 percent. Like that's one of the losses where it's like, yeah, that, that that one wasn't even close. 
But against the Dolphins both times, they could have won the game if they had seized opportunities and not shot themselves in the foot so often. And it's what makes this team so frustrating. Like Amit and I talk about it. They're one of the few teams where they could win any game they walk into, but you don't expect them to and they probably won't, which is just a horrible kind of – what do you call it? Um, I guess middle ground or what's the word? Limbo purgatory. But you haven't gone to the end. Limbo. Thank you. It's just like this weird state of limbo where you have reason to be optimistic because it's like, well, they're usually pretty competitive, but you also know they're not going to close out. It's super frustrating, man. Yep. I, I guess now. Well, I'm that's the worst. Pl- <laughs> that's the worst place you can be. Um, it's uh, the worst place you can be is in the middle. Uh, and that's where they were here. Yeah. And, you know, they trade back and they still get a good player in the first round. But again, uh, Taylor, I'm going back to the draft and I'm going to continue you know, my, my, my rant from back there, it wasn't a matter of whether or not you got good players in the second or third round Jury's still out on whether they did or didn't. Um, but, um, the bigger issue really for me was you, you had so many gaping glaring holes at massively important premium positions and you ignored them all. Uh, you ignored them all. And honestly for this team, I would have been fine. They sure they needed a corner. I would have been fine punting on corner too. Like, because the other things are so hard to get. And, and, and you, and if you, if you knew about yourself, what, if, if you didn't look at this year as this is what I need this year, which they needed a cornerback to have a chance of being competitive this year and thought more, I need to stockpile players at certain positions because we need this depth over time. I need receivers. So I'm going to draft two in the first three rounds and I need a tackle and I need these things. We can't, I cannot survive with what I currently have. And these positions are really, really, really hard to fill. So is outside cornerback. I, I've always said the premium positions right. are obviously yeah. Bound, you know, an outside number one corner, and they got it. No one's going to be mad about the Gonzalez pick. I'm just saying, I would have been fine if they grabbed grab Jordan Addison or Zay Flowers instead. I would have been, I would have done cartwheels. Oh, don't I know, say but I mean, name. again, you look at you look at Josh Downs, you look at Tank Dell. These are all names you had on your board, and you took a depth piece in the second round. You look at the the tight end, the tight end explosion that's taking place in the league this year. And, you know, for the first time in a long time, it's a tight end renaissance. There's they passed on all of them, all of them, and that you don't yeah. have a single one under contract next year. You passed on all of these positions that can make you better. And 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 when you and you grabbed depth pieces on the interior on the defensive line, you know in the secondary uh, interior offensive line. I just didn't understand that approach. I, I and I, to this day I don't because now who cares where you pick? You have to pick. You need so much premium talent at all the same positions plus quarterback. Now you're how are you going to possibly fix this? Who cares if you're three five? The reason I say you want to finish bot, top three four five is. You've pretty much decided you're out on Mac, so you gotta you gotta do that. You gotta do that. <laughs> you gotta do it. it uh, to, and, and to a degree, like I, I, the Christian Gonzalez thing, I still he is a generational player. I think in terms of his talent, he, I, I take mean, he's, Gonzalez he's every very, time. He's very very good. I have no problem. Of course, yeah. it was a great kick. But in terms of, you'd rather hit a home run at that. Then swing and miss on a you know on a on a on a on another player. There's no question he's a it's a home run pick. I'm just saying I would have been fine because the other things are so deficient. And that's where I'm saying that like I'm learning all the time. Like I have opinions, they're wrong, and I either assess whether I was fundamentally incorrect or whether the way it played out just kind of made the situation a little funky. 
Based on what's happened this season, I would agree. Because you know I was on the bandwagon of Keon White and Marte Mapu, really talented players who could be foundational at their levels of the defense. You get good players, whatever. But I, I have come around to the idea of like, yeah, okay, I – you know, if you could have gotten like a Tank Dell, I love Tank Dell. If you could have gotten somebody who helps your offense more, considering your defense is already pretty well stocked, I would agree that, yeah, if you switch out Keon White or Marte Mapu for one of the better receivers or tight ends, I'm on board with that in hindsight, 100%. I'll take that with me moving forward. And it's, it's, this offense I keep thinking of like where the bright spots are on offense. And I mean, if Keyshawn Booty has a big jump, I still I still believe. Listen that to if you, you surround said. Mac Jones, if you surround Mac Jones with legitimate talent, like you give him not just like good players, but really good players, a true wide receiver who can dictate game plans. Uh, you get an offensive line that can stay on the field or at least, you know, build the depth. They got some young guys, but a good offensive line that he can trust. I think you give him an offseason to maybe get the gunk out of his brain and his body where he can work on the things that really went poorly and then give him all those things. I think that he can still be the quarterback Mac? that you need in a Bill O'Brien. Yes, in a Bill O'Brien offense. Because you're seeing it every week. It's not like the Dallas game has gotten worse. He's much better than he was in the – obviously, if he got any worse, like they would have had to start playing Bailey Zappi at that point. But what I'm saying is that he is growing. And you're seeing that it's like – it's like this, where he starts like taking that step forward, and then you see, oh, he's panicking in the pocket. Oh, he throws a bad interception. And there's three or four plays a game where he still looks broken. But for most of the game, he's fine, and he's doing things the right way. But it's the other things that really need to get ironed out. And it's also just the trust in the people around him. He can say he trusts Tyquan Thornton all he wants. I don't believe him because I haven't seen that in the summer, and I haven't seen it on in live game action. So I don't think you necessarily need to abandon Mac and then start that far from scratch because you're not going to fix this roster in a year. Is Mac and I, I because of all the other problems and the fact that Mac is still you know get the ball where it needs to be at his best. He has regressed. I I it's it's so hard to make a case for this guy because he has shown a lot of bad things on tape. But I don't think that he is the top priority for what needs to be replaced. I think it's weapons, and I think it's the offensive line being solidified. And then you see what Mac Jones can do. Try to get a quarterback if you can. That's a good value. That's smart every single year. It doesn't matter who your quarterback is. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, I think that the problems are bigger than just Mac. I think it's a supporting cast. And then if he can't take advantage of some quality talent, then that's when you say, okay, we really need to move on. I, I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, We are where we are here. Uh, on this uh, situation, but look, nothing the Patriots did or didn't do at this trade deadline is going to um, change things in a, uh, you know, in a material way. So I don't think there's any reason to get freaked out over it. I, I still find it somewhat surprising um, that they didn't do something, try to get a little bit more draft capital if it was available. Again, we don't know what was. Uh, and as you know, reports are now, it sounded like it never got close. And if it never got close, you have to imagine those offers were, so low that it wasn't even worth having a conversation. And that's where we are on it. So the trade deadline is done. Um, we we are back to where we were a few hours ago, which is with this two and six Patriots team that's kind of try to muddle, muddle its way through the season. Um, you know, bad news this week on Kendrick Bourne, obviously, uh, who's one of the few bright spots he is out for the year. And, uh, you know, Patriots are entering, you know, this game with the Washington Commanders with um, – you know, possibly no Parker, possibly no Bourne. Um, it looks like it's going to be the Demario Douglas show. Um, you know, as far as receivers go, and again, he he led all receivers in snaps and routes and everything last week. 
what I'll say here, Taylor, is what I've said from the get-go. If you're not going to trade, and that's fine, because if there's no offers and you couldn't, you know, improve your future prospects, okay. But can you st- start looking towards the future on the field? And, and, and again, this is what I talk about is play the guys who you want to see if they can play. You know, um, again, I, 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 I know he's not doing well. I don't want Tyquan Thornton to be a healthy scratch. I want to determine by the end of this year if Tyquan Thornton has a chance to be an NFL player. So put him out there and throw him the ball a bunch of times. Put Butte back out there. He's been in the doghouse since one friggin' bad game. You know, Demario obviously earned his shot. Don't play. I don't want Bill to use the same playbook he's always used, which is you earn your snaps and you earn whatever. No, you got to look at some of this stuff as open auditions. Who can play? Who can do what? You know, don't. I think Bill likes his veterans and likes things he can trust. And I just don't think it's time for that. I think it's really time to see whether or not you have any, that list that you just went down, who are your keepers? I don't know how you know if you're not putting people on the field. How do you know if Taekwon Thornton's a keeper? How do you know if Keishon Butte is a keeper? If you don't give them a, they might stink. I'm not saying they're great. This was my philosophy back in the day, you know, back in the day, a few years ago with the Celtics and Romeo Langford and Aaron Neesmith. How do you know if they can play if you don't play them? You know, they're safer options out there, but they're boring and they're not going to get you wins either. They're just, you just feel a little safer putting them out there because they're not going to mess it all up. But throw them out there and see if they can play or decide if you need seven new receivers next year and just you know, kick them all out. You know you whiffed on Juju. There's no reason to try to prove yourself right on that. You know Parker. You whiffed on Parker, too, and you signed him into an extension. He's not what you want. Just <clears throat> move on. Move on at this point. I I do think – okay, so I think you give them those opportunities in practice. It doesn't seem like they really have been, like Taekwon and Kayshawn. I don't know how big of a plan – I mean, we see what's happening in the games. So they haven't been a big part of the plan in practice. So give them opportunities then, more than they've had, to see if they can do something with them. That said, I don't think it's fair to Mac. I know no one's going to want to hear what's fair to Mac and what's not because Mac's been unfair to Mac. But at the same time, it's not fair to him and his process to put somebody out there who he truly – like if he has no trust in these guys. Like we saw Kayshawn Booty. What do you have, three or four targets in the first game and zero receptions? Like, yeah, there's going to be growing pains in that – of course, but he's going to be your quarterback. So that's the reality. But if these guys aren't getting it done in practice, then you just, you can't put them on the game field. If if they can't do it in practice, then you can't expect them to be able to do it against another team when you can't control the variables. So I a hundred percent agree. Give them more opportunities, whether that's forcing them in practice and just trying to see what you've got. Like I a hundred percent agree that you need to see what you have. Like, that's a good point. But I just, in terms of the games and when people are going to be saying in three weeks, why is it Kayshawn Booty playing? It's probably because they keep trying to give him a chance to do something and he's either running the wrong route. Maybe or he's not coming through with the catches. You, you understand what I'm saying? Like Maybe. it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense at all. If they're playing poorly in practice to then be like, all right, here's 20, 30 snaps in the game. Like that literally doesn't make any sense, but I, I do hope that they at least get those chances. And then I hope that they can capitalize on them. But yeah, I, I, I just, it's hard to expect to see anything from Kayshawn Booty when he's been a healthy scratch for this long. And, you know, Belichick even alluded to it. He said it's what you do in practice, and it's a competitive group. And I'm it's saying, not so competitive I'm anymore, saying, but – I know. You're right. Normally, you show me you, you deserve it, and I put you in. I'm saying don't do that. Like, don't do that. You have to make decisions, and you can't make informed decisions if you don't give them 
if you don't force the issue. Right now, it's not about playing the guy who played better in practice that I trust is going to do the right thing on the field. It's seeing whether either of these, any of these other guys have a shot at helping you down the road. That's Okay, but also, important. what does that do to your confidence? As a young... As yeah, a what pro- confidence do what they is have that now? But it's not going to help if you're actually in the games and just, like, tanking. Because, like I'm saying, it's in not practice, tanking. you can at least control the variables. Like, if you're just completely bombing as a young receiver in live action and they keep forcing you out there, like, at some point, that's – like, we already seen what's happened with Max confidence They're not, because he hasn't had a good supporting cast. Taylor, they haven't been able to have success. Taylor, I'm just saying I don't think it makes sense if they guys, can at least be well – we're seeing rookies and second year guys getting all sorts of snaps all over the place. You're not ready. You're not going to be ready. And if your Patriots aren't going to give them an opportunity, you're never going to know if they're ready. So get out there and play and let's see what they got. That's all I want to say. That's all I want to say. I just, you know, they're ready in practice. That's literally when, you know, and if they can't even do that, like, I I just don't, I, does Jamison Williams look ready to you watching him play in Detroit? He doesn't look at all ready. He hasn't caught a single ball. He had drops in practice, okay? He had drops. Mm-hmm. He's has every every route he runs, it, it he looks awful. He's 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 rounding out his routes. He's not cutting back crisply. He's having TD passes hit him off the head. He's miss he's running out of bounds before he turns. He's a freaking mess out there, okay? And they're throwing him out there because there's talent and they want to try and develop it and they give him some spots and they and that's that. You see other teams develop people. This is but not that's what that's what the Pats are doing with Demario Douglas right now. Like he's not Demario dropping Douglas everything, but he's having glaring because he was better than everybody yes. out there, right? Yes, but I'm saying like that is your guy who's like the experimental. Like yeah, there's going to be growing pains, but we're trying to get him involved. But that's and that's what he's been. If you start making that everybody who's on the field, where it's Demario, Kayshawn, and Taekwon, and Mac is still building trust with Demario, much less everybody else. I don't even know if the ball's going to get where it needs to be. Like that's what I'm trying to say is I I just don't as much as I want that. Like I'm I enjoy watching football. I enjoy being entertained. I would also love to see these young wide receivers get a chance to do something. They're getting a chance to you know Taekwon Thornton throw them three deep balls a game no matter what happens. I would love to see that. But realistically, I just don't think it makes sense if you try to get them involved in practice and then it's like all right, well we're just going to give open auditions to three different people. Like that's even if I you're tanking that just becomes i i maybe 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 i'm i'm not gonna say in bill we trust because i'm i'm kind of off that bandwagon at this point but i just i don't know it it hurts my brain thinking about that and that's uh, that's just my opinion it hurts my brain thinking of them possibly having multiple receivers on the field who have mech has zero trust in considering we already have seen what happens with parker where he has trusted him and that's not even working so i i I will say I, i i don't get I don't get what they're doing. I don't get what they've been doing. I don't yeah. get what they're going to do. Like, I don't Agreed. get it. I don't <laughs> yeah. get it, and I no longer trust it. I don't yeah. get it. So, I, you know, it is what it is. We're all morons. We know that. Nobody's compl- <laughs> Nobody here is pretending to have any clue that they know how to run a professional football organization, and certainly not enough to question the guy who's done it better in, in any real way. But – Sometimes it's simpler than we're making it out to be, which is here's the thing. I, this is my philosophy. Like, I don't know crap about cars, but I know when somebody's 
trying to friggin' rip me off and saying some BS to me. <laughs> That's absolutely not true. I can't prove it, but I know it's wrong. Like, mm. I know what they're doing now is wrong. I don't have to know what's right. I know that it's wrong. And so the, for me, it's and for a lot of probably frustrated fans out there, I'm sure it's just do something else. This is bad. And we keep doing the same bad. And to your point, I will say, if you've got Juju going back out there, not running the right routes, like literally not contributing, like not even blocking very well, if that's the case, I'm like, yeah, no, put in a young guy. Because that's when there's an argument because it's like, all right, well, the whole point of the veteran is at least they're steady. If you're not a steady veteran, and like this is why I would like to see more of Jalen Rager, to be fair, with Devontae Parker's play. Like he hasn't really done much of anything either, so I like that they're getting Jalen involved. I don't want to see him – like he's going to end up getting 100% of the snaps the next probably next week. But, you know, when Devontae Parker's healthy, I don't want to see him get all of the snaps at X, but I'd like to see him be heavily integrated so you can at least see what happens. But he's barely even getting the ball thrown his way. But I, I, will, say, I will concede that if the veterans aren't even getting anything done and they're not – at least giving Mac like, okay, we'll mix in Taekwon, we'll mix in Jalen, but we've got a couple other guys that we know he can trust. If, if he can't trust those guys, then yeah, 100%, like let the young guys work because then you're not losing anything because no one's getting anything done and you might as well see what you've got in your young players. In that in that aspect, I 100% agree. And I'm There's really no, worried because yeah. I think Juju is going to be the next Kendrick Bourne and that terrifies me. It terrifies me. Yeah. There's not um, – yeah, anyway – this is where we're at. There's a lot more football talk coming up on the Patriots Press Pass channel. So uh, make sure if you have not subscribed, you should. If you have not subscribed, what the hell are you doing? Honestly, that's my <laughs> question. Um, but a um, couple of programming notes. Uh, Patriots Beat will be live at 6 o'clock. Um, so uh, you have more uh, Patriots talk with Alex Barth, of uh, 98.5 The Sports Hub, and Brian Hines from Pat's pulpit so definitely check those guys out uh at six o'clock they'll have more uh insight and then later on today um you can find both the greg bedard patriots podcast and pat's interference uh on our patriots youtube channel so you're going to hear from bedard and uh and nick cattles along with andrew callahan so uh a lot of a lot of heavy hitters still to come here um follow taylor kyles as he continues to break things down at clnsmedia.com or over here on his twitter handle you can see it right on the screen have a good halloween if you're driving through neighborhoods drive slow for the kids okay yes. take it yes. easy um but have fun uh let your kids eat as much candy as possible it's just one night uh, and then you can figure, and then you can bring it all to work the next day. Where were you fun. when I was growing up? I love that rule. <laughs> God, you know, it's just one night. Uh, let them do it. Let them have fun. It's great. But um, yeah, again, happy Halloween. Thanks for hanging out, guys. Um, we're with you all the time. Taylor will be back in Foxborough tomorrow. We'll hear from all of the Patriots. And we will, of course, preview. There's still football to be played, the Washington Commanders and what's coming up. Uh, so we'll have more of that as well. Thank you guys for hanging out. We will see you soon.